In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast DC fanboy is the one, the only. Bring back the Snyder Cut. Travis Ratz here. Do you bring it back? <laughs> Josh, do you bring it back, or do we just you, bring it at all? You just bring it bring the it. first time. You brought, bring bring me the Snyder Cut. Well, ladies and gentlemen, bring me the Snyder I want the Snyder Cut on its head. I want, a, I want the Snyder Cut on a silver platter. Yeah, Snyder Cuts. Yeah, so uh, it's it's Sunday morning in Japan. Sunday morning! Yeah. That's been yeah. stuck in my head since I told Gabby it was Sunday morning in Japan, and I've been just saying that song, that line. Just that that's, line the only that's, so, that's the only line of that song I do know. That is the only line of the song I know, and it's now literally been stuck in my head for how long, babe? About 20 minutes, I've been saying Sunday, just out of nowhere. You also so have, it's going to happen several times. You also have in the Sonic Youth's Sunday morning comes my way. Yeah, it's not nearly as obnoxious as Sunday morning. Yeah, but I digress. Ladies and gentlemen, Travis and I want to welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast, where we usually dive deep into comic books, and every once in a while, we do what's called a variant episode. And that's where you're at with us right now, this special variant edition of the Comic Exposure Podcast, where Travis and I are going to talk about what we saw today, or purely saw in passing, because one of us told the other one to watch it. From DC Fandom today, or Fandome? Is it Fandome today? I don't remember. It's DC Fandome. D-O-M-E. Yeah, Fandome um, in the cranium. So that happened. They showed a bunch of stuff from some DC properties. Plus, Travis wants to talk a little bit about the Sandman audiobook. You want to talk a little bit? Talking Sandman <laughs> on Comic Exposure. <laughs> You'll game in and bring me death. Um, so we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about that, and then we're gonna talk a little Batman the Animated Series. I don't know how you found this documentary or why you brought it up, but we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it. That's what, what else so we're, we're gonna do. <laughs> we're, this is a very DC themed episode today, and we're, we're glad you're here with us to talk about. If we need the Snyder Cut, do we want the Snyder Cut? How do we feel about the cut of Snyder's jib? Yeah, because we've seen the trailer now. We have seen a trailer for it. That is something we've seen. And uh, (laughs) we got... Enthusiasm coming out of you about the Snyder Cut. You know what? I'm I'm ambivalent about the Snyder Cut. Are we getting into this? Let's get into this, bad boy. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So today's DC fan dome started and they're showing a bunch of stuff on the Twitter is where I see all of it. Cause I am not going to watch any live event on YouTube. It's not my life. Do you have to, pay I don't live to go that into way. It. Do you have to pay to get into the fandom? Now, Travis, that assumes that there's a level of research for this program that does not exist. I only can imagine that the fandom is like Thunderdome. I'm interested. Comic, you have me. We're, where comic book properties enter, but only one Snyder Cut can leave. 
is Tina Turner in the in the DC fandom? T well, after all of the people they fired from DC, they hired Tina Turner yep. to run it because it's part of the Turner company. <laughs> well, no, it's now War War does Warner yeah. Brothers own Turner? I don't know. Anyways, if it's better, Turner, it's better for the joke if it is. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Tina Turner now runs DC Fandom where nerds have to fight to the death in order to see partially nude photos of Margot Robbie. I think that's that's how I'd that's watch how that. it works. I'd pay I'd pay I'd pay entry <laughs> fee to that. Well, Tina Turner, I hardly know her. There um, we go. So at the fandom, we've seen some suicide squad stuff with uh what's his name? Guardians of the Galaxy, Mr. Guardians of the Galaxy. James Goon. James Gunn, that's right. And then Wonder Woman 88 had a new trailer out. Or 84. Wonder Woman 84 okay. had a new trailer out. Plus, we got some some snide cut. And a little Batman knowledge. Sneaky, a little Batman some, knowledge. Uh, Snyder snippets. And some a little, little Batman. Sn- little Snyder Man. snips. So, I want to I wanna ask you, Travis. Yeah. You and I... By the way, in this dome, it's really crowded, Josh. Like, it is. I, like, I don't know about you. I'm surprised we can even hear each other. We have really good mics. I got there's I, no I got a, social I got a, distancing in this virtual dome. I got a sweaty bearded guy in a black old band T-shirt to the left of me, and guess what? I got to the right. The exact same thing. Same, the exact. Is it a band? It couldn't be a band T-shirt. It's got to be an old X-Men shirt. Well, one says, "Hey, uh, can you turn?" This one's Metallica, and you're right. This one is X-Men. X-Men, X-Men. Which is funny that you'd wear an X-Men shirt to a DC thing, but that's the kind of people you find in the Yeah, I was looking to see if it was like an ironic shirt, like where the X-Men's faces were replaced with DC characters. Nope. Just, just. He just wants to be that guy. Yep. He's that guy. He's the. That's the guy who wears a like a Megadeth shirt to a Metallica concert. Yeah. Who are you? I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm that. Guy. Uh, so, TJ Rats. If Ooh. I could, if I could, if I could use that that name for you, love. Absolutely, one. I wouldn't allow it for other people, but for you, absolutely, my friend. And I must say, no one can see this because we don't record. What well, we do, I, we should actually start recording the video of this and really just. That sounds like more work. Uh, you're right, <laughs> and I'm not going to do it. But here's what I think we should. Here's here's what I think people should see how magnificent that beard looks, sir. It's starting to come I, in, man. I think I like gen- it. My genetics are starting to to catch up to my age a little hey, bit. It's look, still a little bit patchy. But the time you hit your mid to late thirties, you should be able to grow a beard, and you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's, it's. I think it's coming in good. I think I'm rocking a beard. Okay. I, I like it. You I know, like it. At one period, let's let's now we're talking facial hair. We're going to talk aesthetics right now. Um, now I haven't been able to go to the gym since like last March, uh, and there was a period you knew me when I started getting into the gym a lot. Yeah, and, you got yoked, my and man. And now, but you know what? Now that I'm good traps, I'm more traps. now that I'm more dainty and more skinny. I feel like that fits my aesthetic better. I it probably think, does. Are you, do you? Do you have a little? Do you have a little paunch going? Have you? Have you? Um, I've been trying to eat more like just vegetables, like like. Not yeah. completely plant based, uh, so that's been helping, and I've been, I've been doing runs, which has been helping. But as you know, Josh, if you're just running and not doing any kind of lifting, you get that kind of runner's paunch, you know, yeah. where it's like that's if what you're I've not got. doing core workout, and I'm okay with that because it looks good in clothes. Like you can't tell in clothes, <laughs> right? And how many people are really seeing you naked right now? Not many, hey, exactly. And you know and what? I got, a, I got a closet full of black X Men giant size uh, t shirts, t shirts uh, <laughs> that that are just Fine. doing one gambit. It's gambit on it, and it's yeah. all black. It's very yeah. slimming. So let's get into DC fandom. Let's talk to Snyder Cut. You and I, I would say, if we could, that Justice League was not loved by either of us. The Justice League film. 
that was partially made by Snyder and then completely what appears to be shut up redone <laughs> by uh, Joss Whedon. We now get a whole brand new movie, it seems. I imagine there's a lot of it that will be the same, but for some reason, there's a lot of clips in there where I'm like, okay, that's that's new. Well, that looks new. Yeah, so to, to be fair, I don't remember enough of the actual I, movie to know which clips are from it still. I haven't seen it since it came out. So I will tell you, we have HBO Max, and I was like, oh, okay, brag. <laughs> I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch. I'm, I will rewatch Batman, Superman, and I will rewatch Justice League. Gab and I rewatched them. Justice League was better than I remember. Batman versus Superman is still a huh, movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're the nerds have been clamoring for the Snyder Cut because apparently it's supposed to be the holy grail of superhero movies that we never got. Right. But if you ask me, my problem with Snyder. Is he doesn't make movies, he makes cool shots that he pieces together and calls a film. Right, and we've been ben- and he makes a great trailer. He S- does. Snyder cinematography makes great trailers. Right, right, and so I as long the- as Leonard Cohen's playing in the background. <laughs> right, um, he makes very cool looking pieces, but Batman versus Superman, even the extended version, is literally just vignettes that he pieced together to make a movie with. And I don't know if we'll get the same thing with the Snyder Cut. What did you think of the trailer that you saw? Uh, yeah, um, you texted me and I was like, oh, do we really have to talk Snyder Cut? Or do I have to watch another DC? I mean, this is how old is this movie? And I watched it and I was like, oh. This looks pretty badass, you know? Yeah. I mean, it is a little bit like, uh, how often, how much more are we going to use like slow songs over slow motion action sequences? But once I got over that, I'm like, these are some beautiful, gorgeous images. And you're like, it is Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Okay, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, it scratches it scratches uh, my itchy the beard. Ol- <laughs> the only way it could have been better is if it, if it were a Tom Waits song. Yeah, if it were yeah. a Tom Waits song. Yeah. I may have I may retract all of my statements about I've Snyder. Driving so quickly, I went liquidy splitly. Uh, he could have done closing time. Yeah, closing time would have been perfect. I like I would like to, uh, Tom Waits to cover Semisonic's closing time. Also, closing yeah. time. <laughs> Let's call for alcohol. It should be, because I hope this is closing time on the Justice League movie. I hope that once the Snyder Cut is out there, we don't have to see any more shots from this movie. We don't have to talk about it anymore. We can put Justice League to bed. I I will agree with you. It looked interesting. The one thing that made me happy, Black Suit Superman. Oh, two things. Black Suit Superman, but Darkseid we'll talk about in a second. Made me happy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those, I guess you're right. Two things. Black Suit Superman, that's what I really wanted to see. It was teased when they originally were talking about the Justice League. There was a picture of, of Henry Cavill in that, in that sweet we're black gonna, suit. We were going to refer to it as Black Tie Superman from now on. Yes, Black Tie Superman, uh, suit and tie, very sexy Superman. Um, and the only thing that could have made it better is if they would have just put a mullet on him. Just give, just let him grow that bad boy. I wasn't out. Let him even grow that thinking about Superman mullet, but you're absolutely correct. It I mean, doesn't have to look. 
I know we got to update it. And so maybe it's not a mullet. Maybe it's a little feathered sort of uh, early 90s. We, the yeah. 80s came back and went. The 90s are having a thing. Let's let's embrace that feathered quaff. Right. Or what's his name? Like a Hasselhoffian. Uh, yeah. Or who's the guy who did the uh, Jesse's Gotham? You know what I'm saying? Like that, oh, that thing. Oh, yeah. Um, the Canadian Brian Adams. No, not Brian Adams. Brian Adams did do Jesse's Girl. Uh, Gab, who's saying Jesse's Girl? Come on. Something Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, Adams. Amy, Amy Adams. He was also in a soap opera. So he had nice, like, what? Rick Springfield. Rick Springfield. Rick Springfield. Yeah. A little, a, like a nice little knot, or like the cool teacher from Boy Meets World. Yes, yes. Mr. Hunter. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, Hunter is the Hunter kid. Is the, Hunter. We are all over the place. <laughs> or I'll, I'll do this. How about Kevin Costner, Robin Hood? Yes. No, that might be a little too moldy. But too moldy. Any of those, I think, would work for me. But black suit Superman made me black black suit suit and tie, bow tie black suit Superman. I was happy. Dark side. Very yes, yes, very absolutely. Yes. I like how they opened up the trailer with it too. I didn't have to wait. Till I, right. the, I, I didn't have to wait till the end of the trailer to get like a shadowy dark side shot. They're like, hey man, this movie already exists. We're not. We like, know. We know why you're here. Yeah. You're here because you want to see dark side. You didn't get to see him the first time. Yeah. Like they're, they're, I think they're approaching it from like, all right, you guys have given us so many chances. We're we're not going to make you wait even into this trailer right. to see what you wanted. Yeah. So here's Dark Side. Here's Black Suit Superman. Here it is, bleh, all over the screen. <laughs> you right? wanted it, and now you got it. The hottest band in the world, Dark Side. <laughs> Black Suit Superman. But I think <laughs> I think that made that made it. I want to ask you. It appears as though it will be a four-part miniseries on HBO Max, each an hour long. Oh, I was not aware of that. So they're going to, instead of it being a four-hour long film, which means he probably has to cut it in a way that works for that, that idea, which may, which may suit Snyder maybe a little better. Mm-hmm. That you cut it to be mini series ideas. Well, you can do like a breaks. simple, like a, like a four act structure. You know, yeah. Uh, I wonder if there's going to be jumping around in time. Like, are we kind of having these disparate? Um, you know, like here's kind of. I'm sure the first episode is like, here's what Aquaman's doing. Here's what Wonder Woman's doing. Here's what Cyborg is doing. Right. So I wonder how this cut is it did he is he having to rework it more right like he had a cut is he is he now reworking it for this four-part miniseries or he's just going nah we're just going to end it when i see like we can end it yeah i don't think i it, it sounds like from what you said and and just my my own expert comic opinion um is that it is being retooled for the format because why not right i mean right. you're you're basically all he's saying is a Snyder cut. It's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you the scenes that were cut, but I'm not necessarily gonna put them together in the same amount of time or in the same order as I would have if it was my complete work. That well, came I, th- I think we're getting his complete work. Right, it's a four hour movie, so we're getting essentially his movie that he made. Right, so my understanding is that Joss Whedon went back and redid a whole bunch of scenes, mm-hmm. recolored over Superman suit, took pieces out that made sense and just gave you. So this essentially is the actors are the same, 
and maybe some pieces of the movie will be the same, but there's going to be a lot of new stuff in this to give you a four hour film that we're, we're breaking into a four part miniseries. God, I'm going to tell you this right now, Josh, if, cause yeah. I'm going to watch it because what else are we going to do? Right. But if I watch four hours of this and it's just as mundane or uh, trite as the first, I'm going to be very upset. DC. I'm gonna. I, it, I am gonna go like. Uh, let me talk to my guys. My left and right. I don't know how you guys feel. Put your nachos down. But if this doesn't work, we're burning down this dome. <laughs> this dome goes. If this yeah. doesn't work, the fan dome is coming <laughs> the down. The fan dome is the first thing to go. We will burn this mother down. But we're gonna I, go Portland on this on this dome's ass. This dome is coming down, Mister Gorbachev. Tear down this dome. Tear down this dome. Miss Tina Turner, now head of DC, please tear down this dome. Um, so I am. I will watch it because I don't have to watch it four hours straight. I can watch it in pieces. I may enjoy it more in that format. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus, I look. I'm curious. I'm Snyder curious, baby. I mean, we do a comic podcast. We gotta. We gotta be able to talk about this. People in our real world. I can't tell you, Josh. How many times I get up in the morning? I walk out of my house immediately assaulted by someone on the street. Hey, um, who were the 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 new X Men that came into Giant Size X Men? And I'm like, well, you're thinking about Colossus and Wolverine and Gambit and, and Storm. Or they'll be like, hey, um, the Snyder Cut. How many how many series is that broken into? They come to me. Did they, you, uh, yeah. If we don't. If we don't build our knowledge, what are we? I mean, what are we? I, I, I'm really hanging my hat these days on my comic book knowledge. That's all I can. That's all I can hang it on. So, Snyder Cut, we'll watch it. I, Dark Side looks good. Black Suit Superman, cool. I don't know if we need it, mm-hmm. especially since, and it's not on our list of things to talk about. But the Flash is supposed to upend the whole world anyways, because Michael Keaton is going to be in the Flash movie playing Batman. Yes, I'm aware. I, I, right now, my mind is kind of boggled. Uh, I don't understand how these things are going to work. And the new Batman movie is supposed to be on a different Earth with a brand new Batman. Here's what they're doing. Here's what they're doing. They're pl- they're doing this bullshit they did in comics like in the 90s and early 2000s where they they have a big event but you have to buy like every title in order for it to make sense. And I yeah. I see you. I see you Warner Brothers. <laughs> and good day, sir. AT&T, you're doing this now. Yeah, yeah. This is your mess. Can you hear um, me now AT&T? I don't like it. Don't. But look, Here's the thing that they can do that Marvel can't. They want to reset it. They have the opportunity to reset it whenever they want. They decide, how can we bring uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker into this world? The Flash. The Flash and a treadmill will do it. Speaking of bringing people into a world, uh, in the Suicide Squad teaser trailer, they have brought everyone into the suicide world polka dot man (laughs) everyone the rat catcher they're like all right who has not been in a dc movie put them in this movie i will tell you i like james gunn he can make he did wonders with guardians of the galaxy i am worried that this will be guard like i'm gonna go on i'll watch it because i like james gunn I didn't really like the first Suicide Squad movie. It, it had its it had its hit or miss pieces of it. The Joker was terrible. I didn't like Will um, Smith in it, right? But 
Now you're telling me that you're going to give it to a director who's proven to do a wacky movie like this, yeah, a yeah. wacky Tarant- team Tarant- movie. But Tarantino style, you know, right. that's how he works. He's like the he's like the pop culture. He's like the comic book Tarantino. Right. And I am I want to see it. Shark Man. King Shark. Or King Shark. There we go. Shark King, Shark, Shark Man. King Shark looks looks ridiculously good. He looks like I want a King Shark in a movie to look. Um, but why? That's my question for anything right now. Why? 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 Uh, my answer to that now is because there's nothing else, which is, <laughs> it's like, just give me yeah. something. Um, I don't know when the release date on this bad boy is. Uh, I, you know, they were talking about it here today in the dome, but like, it was just too loud. I, I missed it. Do you know when this is supposed to come out? I think all movies come out in 2021. Yeah. Nothing exists in 2020 anymore. Yeah. We're, we're taking a mulligan on this year. Yeah. Nothing that was, cause even wonder woman, I think is now being pushed to 2021. Okay. Okay. So everything's 2021. Look, Suicide Squad is way more appealing than I thought it would be. I had no plans to see a sequel, but James Gunn and Idris Elba have made me the go. The talent has driven me to this project. Yeah, I can go see it. I'll go watch it. I still haven't watched that uh, the Birds of Prey film. It is now on HBO Max, which I mentioned earlier. So I may watch it because I can watch it for free now. I got through one third of it and then I just turned it off. <laughs> yeah. Nice just turn it off. Um and then I listened but, to Fat Boy Slim's uh album Birds of Prey. There you go. And you're like, this is a much better, this is a much better choice. Much better choice. Um, so here's what I'd like to know, Travis. We are getting a Suicide Squad movie, we're getting the Snyder cut, we're getting a Flash movie where multiple Batman will be in it. Flash is going to be the guy who sits up the new universe yeah. because we're just going to erase everything that happened. I, that, I feel like that's the reason we're getting the Snyder cut is because Warner Brothers is hitting refresh. Yeah, I thought like multiple orgasms, multiple Batmans was a myth, but apparently no. this no. is is going to happen. And it's uh, real. I've got to rethink a lot of things in my life. <laughs> um, and and the Batman movie is in a different Earth. And so will he be the Batman that gets pulled in by the Flash? Looking at your face, like watching your face try to figure out these timelines I, and can't. how it's going to work, it's just it's pretty entertaining, entertaining in itself. There's there's no way you to should live stream yourself watching this Batman movie where you're just like your face is just like, "Huh? What? Huh. What? Oh, what?" <laughs> um but who, on top who's of your, all who's that. your favorite? Uh, I know we're, I mean, you're trans. Yeah. You're about to transition. I'm gonna pull you back a little bit. Who okay. besides Idris Alba? Bring me in, buddy. Who yeah. besides Idris Alba are you excited to see in a role of the of a new Suicide Squad member? And I will be honest, I don't remember all the Suicide characters' names that are going to be in this. Um, movie. what's the one guy? Uh, John was- Cena. You're a big wrestling guy. John Cena will probably be funny because uh, he's playing douchey Captain America, he says. Mm. Um, but the guy who is uh, the guy who is in the killing, who was in the last Suicide Squad. I'm I think he's a good he was in RoboCop. I'm sorry, but yeah, he's a he's a he's a fun. He's I think he's a good actor. Uh, he was yeah. really good in the killing. Is it the killing? I don't know. I never saw the killing. Is it the killing? Yeah. Yeah. He was good. He was really good at uh, it. Rick Springfield. Uh, yes, Rick Springfield from The Killing. No, it's like something... It's something Russian or something. It's not... I don't know. But anyways, um, I think King Shark's going to be my runaway hit. 
or James Gunn's brother playing a weird cat person. You've seen King Shark in the Flash series. Yeah, but that's CW, like, CGI. Um, not that Warner Brothers CGI at times is much better, but uh, I look forward to him being a character and not just one CGI blob that they yeah. do once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know, so too. So, I'm, I, I love Idris Elba. I think he'll. I think he'll add some edge to it uh, that Will yeah. Smith couldn't quite couldn't quite bring as a, as one of the leads last time. Um, so yeah, I think that I think it's gonna be good. I, I I'm excited. I, I, like I said, the main thing is James Gunn's directing it, and yeah, he really hasn't steered me wrong. I mean, there are things I've liked less, but I mean, it's always yeah. it's always a good time in the theater when James Gunn is is behind the camera. Right. And I, and I think that's really what it is. I think I think it'll be fun to watch uh, whether I care about it or not, whether it means anything or not. It's going to be a good popcorn flick. If I was James Gunn, I would make Peter Gunn like my personal theme song. So every time I walk every time it's like, yeah, you took the best part, Josh. Oh, you snuck in there. Did you ever do pep band when you were a kid growing up? Travis, I want you to remember, I don't, maybe I haven't, maybe you just don't know this about me, but I was drum major in, oh. in high school. Uh, so I, you, sir. <laughs> I, I thank, led, thank you for I serving your country. Band. I led pet band. You led pet band. Did you have a little baton? Uh, no, we did not have batons. I did have to conduct the, the marching band for when we did football season, but during basketball season, that was it, baby. So Basketball you, season is where it was at. So you were very familiar with Peter Gunn then, because I played Pet Band, yeah. and that was like the go-to. Yeah. And on bass, that shit I got fun. To, I had to play the trumpet part. Yeah. I got to do that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. What was... Louie Louie was also a very oh, good yeah. Pet Band song. We yeah, did yeah. yeah. It can be quickly turned into a wild thing. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, do you... Hang on, hang on, Snoopy was a good one. What was your, because this was like the 90s, the 90s. Yeah. Every now and then, like you would get your hands on, like your, your your music guy would buy like the rights to a more popular song. Like for us, it was uh, The Sign by Ace of Bass. What was like, what was your most modern pep band song? That we you guys didn't got have, to play? we didn't really have modern pep band songs, but my friends and I would learn how to do the horn parts for ska songs. Mm-hmm. And we would play those randomly. That's during. what my friends and I would do. We just play like riffs. We play like st- like our punk stuff that we were playing, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's 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 what we would do. We would go like, oh hey, let's play that lesson Jake put part. Right yeah. Now. Do All you right. want to hear the punk version of Brown Eyed Girl? It makes no sense at this football game. <laughs> no, we're gonna do it. Um, but but yeah. So let's let's jump. Let's do a little. We're in this DC world. We're living in DC. Travis, you messaged me and Doctor Dan, uh, the Batman fan, who's mm-hmm. a a friend of the pod, frequent guest of the show. That a documentary you were watching on Batman, the animated series. And mm-hmm. you're like, bro, bro, you said. Bro, hemos. Bro, sifs. Bro, I need, I need your eyeballs on this documentary from four years ago. And then you I sent you a dick pic it. and you go, oh, he got us again. <laughs> I said, but no, seriously, I'm going to send the real one now. Yeah, here's that Batman doc. And then it was another penis. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was. I get you. I'll, it comes in threes. <laughs> the third one, though. That was all balls. No. Yeah. So uh, um, we, 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 you said, watch this. Where did you find this in your life to watch it? And then what drove you to ask me to watch it, sir? That's so, what I, I need to know. Uh, one of the things, my YouTube does an excellent job of curating things that I want to watch. Here's what I want to say. At least your YouTube 
unlike what I've heard on the news, isn't driving you to right wing uh, neo fascist Nazi lunacy because it, I've heard that's what happens. It doesn't to have people. to drive me there, Josh. That's where I just naturally <laughs> go. No, um, uh, yeah, so it curates really well. And a lot of things I watch on YouTube is I watch a lot of authors in general, authors and directors uh, talk about their craft. Um, yeah. And so I'll watch like, uh, you know, search Garth Ennis interviews and, you know, things like that. So I get a lot of comic book media that isn't just like, check out this trailer. It's like, right, oh, right, right. here's a one night conversation with Paul Dini or something like that. And so yeah. this popped up. It was called The Heart of Batman. And I was like, oh, it's probably like a five minute thing. And then I saw it was like a full on documentary. And so I clicked on it just because I was kind of surfing. And then I realized, hey, this, this documentary is really well put together. It's not like some you know, college documentary guy no, like, trying to make a project for a DC uh, event. Yeah, it's, it's called The Heart of Batman is that. And you yeah. can you can look this up on YouTube. It came out, looked like the, the release date was about two months ago in, in or, like, or June of, of 2020. So um, it's fairly recent, at least from that date release. And I started watching it and it's been a while since I had revisited any of the Batman animated, but I'm familiar with it enough. And I knew yeah. uh, I knew a lot of stuff about that series because it's just so classic and people have done things on it. Uh, and I've heard Paul Dini on podcasts and he's talked about so, it. And I'm going to pause right here. Yeah. The Heart of Batman was released in 2018. Oh, OK. So about two years old. Not bad. But um, thank you for checking that because I would have felt fool. You would have felt foolish. Uh, my biggest, like, so um, when you stumbled across this, right? Like, I don't, for you and I talk a lot about um, X-Men. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, Batman, the animated series was. You like better. Was my show. Yeah. That, the, those first two seasons of Batman, the animated series, I, I think I was the right age, right? Mm -hmm. For the demographic, like it wasn't silly cartoon. Mm -hmm. It was like, I'm, I don't know when it came out, 95 or something, 90, what, 94, what 95, 95, yeah, probably. I was, I was like in sixth grade, seventh grade. Yeah. And that junior, that middle school stuff were like, we don't want to watch kid stuff, but it was just cool enough to like hook me into it. Sometimes um, legitimately scary too. I remember that as a kid. That was my show, man. That yeah. one was my that was my show. I love that show. Well, in retrospect, it certainly holds up better than the X-Men cartoons. I was a bigger fan of the X-Men cartoons as a kid, but as an adult, there's no candle to like the craftsmanship involved in this DC animation and the storytelling. The X-Men does have the leg up on it being like continuity, like one of the first cartoons to actually, you know, one episode kind of follows you know, yeah. plots and other episodes, at least for that first season. So that was what was unique about it. But as far as like a pure work of animated art and storytelling, Batman animated series all day. It is, it is superb. And so you found this, you watched it and I want to, so as you, as you look back, what do you, what did you find compelling about, about this little documentary? Well, I, I, what I thought was compelling about it was, uh, excellent question, Josh. Uh, is yeah. I liked. I've been doing this a while. <laughs> I like. I like the um, the team aspect of it. One of the things that came through is it was like a small group of upstarts. Really, they'd yeah, all kind yeah. of been pulled from that. Uh, and so I love this kind of like, hey, we're kind of given free reign here. And I love that they all work on Animaniacs. Yeah, or not Animaniacs. Tiny on Tiny Toons. On yeah. Tiny Toons, they're all working on Tiny Toons, and Steven Spielberg was like, just to have some money. 
And they're like, we just got all, as long as we make Spielberg happy, we can get away with anything that we want. And then they were told, here's some money, go make Batman. And they didn't make a kid show. They made a kid show, but not a kid show, right? Yeah. That, I thought that was that was an interesting part about the whole documentary was this, you're right, that team aspect was really interesting. But I thought the other part was that they essentially were aiming at upending 80s cartoons. Because mm-hmm. 80s the cartoons Hanna-Barbera. were- Right era. or Hanna Barbera era, Super or Friends. All of, yeah, Super Friends and you know Dragon. Is it Dragon Lance? What's the Dragon Lance? Like a uh, dragon or what? No, it's the guy and he's in the suit of armor and you could play the video game. And he... Yeah, Dragon Slayer or um... I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, um, they wanted to change this sort of like no violence, no realism. You know what I mean? Like and really upend it and give you a better product in. That show is still one of the best. And I will tell you, all of we've been on quarantine and not really doing anything since March. And every couple of weeks, I would go to iTunes and I would go, All right, Batman animated series, how much is it? No, no, I don't want to do it yet. I don't, no, nah, no, I can wait. And then you had me watch this documentary. Gabby watched, Gabby watched it with me, and I was like, I've almost bought this a couple times, and she goes. Is it not streaming on any of like HBO Max? Or I'm sure it was on the DC app for a while, but for a while it was on like years ago, probably three years ago or so. It was on Amazon Prime. You could watch it on Amazon Prime, but then I think, however, it changed hand. Warner Brothers took a bunch of their stuff off, and so and look, I could just kick myself because maybe it'll show up on HBO Max in like a a month. Uh, But I bought all four seasons of Batman, the animated series, because I was like, okay, Travis made me watch this documentary. And now I know why I love this show so much again. To be fair though, to be fair though, now that you know, like more intimately the creators, you don't feel bad of the, of the buying price. Cause you're like, I feel like I know these guys. Yeah. And I'm support. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm supporting Bruce Tim who definitely doesn't need any of my money, but I'm supporting him. And dude, it still holds up, man. It still holds up. Yeah. The, and it's unbelievable that the first episode of this cartoon is on leather wings. It's not a Joker episode. It's yeah. not the Penguin. The first episode is man is, is man bat. Oh, I remember having that action figure in that style. You know, they made it yeah. like all those action yeah. figures were in the blocky kind of style. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, I really like that. You make a good point. I loved all the stuff they talked about how ham hamstrung they were. Is that the right word? Hamstrung? Yeah. They were yeah. uh, uh, by the censorship and like how. Right ridiculous it was um to uh have that um so that was really interesting uh it was nice meeting the producers like the woman producer uh yeah i can't remember her name it was really interesting conversation yeah yeah so i thought that was it was all all great stuff uh what did you think about um uh and they 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 go through every aspect they go through the music they go through uh, my favorite was the story cards you know, yeah. or they got to see all these beautiful story cards. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Uh, like the title pages, like the title, the title cards. Yeah. Oh, those are those are great. I think it reminded I never... me of like the wizard offices when they would show like, because they were working yeah. in like, like shitty offices and it was just like tomfoolery and they were kind of edgy and they felt they were like, we're not Disney and we don't want right. to be Disney. Like Disney's the enemy. Right. And I thought, I thought one thing that was, I thought one of the parts that I really, I really, you know, I had never really thought about it, about the music before, but when they were talking about, we were the first animated series that had a full orchestra. 
this wasn't something you did. And I'm like, oh yeah. And they were talking about how there's so many silent beats in it. They don't always use music. They let silence happen. And, and when you watch it again, you're like, that is some like amazing craft to be able to do with a cartoon when at that time you think of like gummy bears and here and you know, there bouncing uh, everywhere. That's bouncing not, everywhere. That's not a right? bad cartoon though. Like I, no, I but was, it's yeah, it's not. It's Batman not Batman in the series. It's not Batman in the series. Uh, so I really, I, I, I have been happy to dive back in and watch some of those episodes again. They talked so. about how they really made the villains like the main characters in each episode. Like Batman yeah. was a tertiary character almost. It's like we yeah. we cared just as much for the villains, and there therefore we had this kind of sadness. But right. like they got their comeuppance, but in the same way, you're like, oh, like, well, I hope they're okay. Like, get them to Arkham. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we need someone to help us like design some characters. I don't know. Mike Mignola, can you design? My, uh, can my you design mind was blown. That's, that's in the doc. That is when I texted you. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I, that's, there's all these kind of cool little things. And then that, you that see really it. Once you see it, you can't unsee yeah. it. Once you know yeah. Mignolia did that, I mean, now you're, you're doing a rewatch of them. I'm sure yeah. like there are some designs you're like, oh, that's Mignolia. And then, and then you go like, oh, that makes sense because is Hellboy, the one guy in Hellboy who's just the dome head, right? Like, yeah. uh, all those, all those. Or things. Clayface is so Magnolia. It's some, it's some really good design work in the whole show. It's 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 really important stuff and it's really good stuff. And when you think of like Harley Quinn being this giant character now that was born out of this TV show, right? Right. Was nowhere before, but just in this television show. Um, and then they talk about how like Mr. Freeze never had a backstory. Yeah. But that the backstory, you know, for Mr. Freeze comes from the animated series. Um, so let's 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 keep this DC train rolling. You said that you 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 would listen to something that you wanted to share yes. with me in the audience. Surprising. This is this is kind of uh, uh, interesting one. So uh, well, we've, talked, we've talked about not having read this before and yeah. like going, yeah, maybe we should read it, but well, I've read it. I've read Sandman before. Um, not all of it though. So what I'm talking about right now, I'm going to take you to the dream world, Josh, come with me and you'll yes. see there's a world. Um, so I, I <laughs> audible books.com, um, has their original productions. Well, they'll, yeah, they'll do things. So they must've paid Neil Gaiman a truck ton of money to do an audio Amazon they have it <laughs> yeah an audio version of the sandman and to do an audio version of the first three books which are prelude to to dream which i have here dollhouse and dream country and it's all done neil gaiman narrates this so he does all the narration there are right. sound so highly produced sound effects james mcavoy plays morpheus aka sandman uh cat dannings plays deaf taron edgerton does the best constantine that i I, i'm just like give me this give me taron edgerton as constantine his voice is just perfect for it it's got this uh uh carefreeness to it yeah. Uh, but it's not like the go-to, like, I'm a smoker, like, you know, noir guy. It's it's just this kind of, like, punk rock, flippant British guy. Um, 
Andy Serkis is in it. Uh, there's a bunch mm. of great talent. Every voice in here just brings these characters to life. And the reason I say this is because years ago, this might have been right before we started doing the podcast, when you and I were sitting around the lunchroom and kind of getting back in the comics and 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 reading some of uh, things, picking up some stuff. I was like, let me check out Sam. And everyone talks about Sam, and I love Vertigo. And I picked up Prelude to Dream, and I read it, and I'm like, huh. Oh, uh, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, I'm it's a, good. I'm that that's, how be. that's why I've never read it. Yeah, and uh, but I will say that listening to the audiobook makes me like this story much more. There's yeah. something about this audiobook that was able to scratch an itch of this story or hit this story in a way that I was like at first uh, that, I, that I thought was great. So let me ask you this, Josh. If so, if I were to tell you that someone took a graphic novel and turned it into an audiobook, what would be your fears of that? That it would be too, too cartoony, right? Because there's that that it would be too slapsticky or mm. too um, newsreel, like or like too like Dick Tracy. Yeah, see, and then yeah. I bust in. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the like the old like the shadow like uh, yeah. uh, uh, things. Too serial, you know. Yeah. Too serialized, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, like pop, poom, pow. You know, or it's yeah. gonna be like you. You just got a bunch of audiobook readers, and they didn't really they didn't really get into the character. They just kind of picked right. a, They just picked the voice and read the lines, as opposed to being like, who is this character? Right, like, right. how would they interact in this scene? Yeah, and, more read, less of a play. Yes, is what I'd be worried. About. Yeah, yeah, this is a play. This is an audio play. And it's fantastic. Um, I highly recommend it to anyone, whether you're familiar with Sandman or not. It is, I, I and here's my other recommend, layer of recommendation. I would do this. I would shower, get a nice hot shower, steamed up, brush my teeth, crawl into bed, do a little bit. I would go like, Alexa, turn on bedroom night lights. And I have really kind of dim lights on there. And I would sit up in bed. I'd prop my pillows up and I'd sit up so I wouldn't fall asleep. And I'd just sit in like a, a very dimly lit room and through my speakers in the room, like the uh, Amazon Echo speakers, yeah. which were nice, just fill my room with like Neil Gaiman and James McAvoy telling this dreamy story. And I'm just like, this is great. It, it, it did replicate that under the covers kid never ending story flashlight kind of vibe. vibe and it was yeah. just it was a whole uh I audio experience yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 um all right i will tell you like i have been i mean as a person on podcasts um i have listened to very little podcasts or audiobooks since we've been on quarantine because it's just been like i don't like listening to it while i'm not while I'm doing things because I don't pay attention enough, right. right? And then whenever I drive, uh, it's for short bursts. And so it's really hard for me to listen to anything at like five minutes at a time. Yeah. Because uh, I'm driving to go pick up food for takeout or I'm mm -hmm. driving to the grocery store and I'm not very, I'm not really like commuting anywhere anymore. Uh, but you've piqued my interest. Sir. Yeah. You've piqued, I, I, you've, I, will, I will tell you this out there, you Midwesterners out there with fireplaces, put a log in the fire. Turn the lights down. Pour yourself it's a August. Pour yourself a I don't care. Times are changing, man. We're in no man's land now, brother. Uh, <laughs> pour, pour yourself we're a in the, we're, in the, we're in the fandom. Yeah, we're in the we're in the fandom. You've light that fire. Uh careful fandom. 
<laughs> and uh, and listen to this. Which brings me to my question: If you had to pick, if you could have, you know, all a a, a truck ton of money, and yeah. you know, hire your actors, what comic book property do you think would make a good audio play? Okay, I snuck this gonna... one in on you. Did. you did part of me wants to hear we just talked about how like it would it i wouldn't want it to be goofy like you know the shadow or old dick tracy but then there's a part of me who goes a fantastic four sort of like woo, woo, sort of like right right yeah Doc, doctor who radio show program like what's like handmade sound effects and stuff like that, that might be fun <laughs> that might be fun um, because they all like you could give them all of them would have very distinct voices, right? Especially yeah. you think Ben Grimm, like that's that's a perfect radio voice. Tom Waits you know is I mean? Ben Grimm. God, give it to me. Put it in my <laughs> vein. Um, but to be honest, I think I would like to hear to keep with the noirish sort of thought in my head. Uh, give me a little bit of you know, give me fade out. Give me you know mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. some. That would be that would be good, right? That Brew Baker, Sean Phillips, give that mm-hmm. to me as a radio show. Swamp Thing, Alan Moore, Swamp Thing. Oh yeah, would be, be dope. Well, because the dialogue in that is so like heavy. You're just like, wow, I gotta think about that line to can hear. I get Dark, can I get to, Dark Knight Returns as a radio program? It'd be a lot of talking heads. Like this, just in. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. You know, that actually. What you have to do is because it is like the same it is the same news anchors over and over again in that book that actually yeah. might work really well because they would that would be good transition devices between episodes yeah film at 11 and also you had the streets of gotham like he's always walking yeah. the streets of gotham yeah, yeah, yeah. dude yeah that could be dope. dark night return yeah. i can like i want i want someone i want a grizzled person to to read me that great Batman narration the entire time. I was also thinking a good one would be American Vampire. And for this reason, one, mm. Snyder's dialogue is really good. Two, yeah, yeah. I like the idea of doing a Western audiobook, but it still has horror in it. So like yeah. you get that horror vibe of someone telling you a, a, a spooky story, <laughs> story, but also you get that kind of dryness, the like spurs yeah, and, and yeah. dust and carriages. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You hear right, me? So, Do you hear me, DC Dome? I want the American Vampire. That's image. Fan- I've heard, that's Vertigo. Fandom, you've heard us. We've spoken. Now, Audible and Warner Brothers, we expect the truckloads of money to be backed up to our houses relatively quickly. Well, um, if if this I don't know how well this sold, but if the Sandman audiobook sold well maybe we'll see that more maybe we'll see more people do it uh, now if it's an audible original you don't pay for those do you isn't just part of Uh, you to pay for this one because i have a subscription i still have to pay for it yeah um okay all right worth it though worth it though it's one where you're like oh this because it's created for the format uh i want to say it's like 16 hours maybe oh that's pretty good that's pretty good that would that would definitely definitely be worth it um well, there was one thing we were going to end on, and now I don't remember what it is. Oh, it has nothing to do with comic books, but I wanted to see if you'd watched it yet, and I'm going to tell you that you need to watch it. Lovecraft Country. No. HBO, Lovecraftian uh, horror plus racism in the South. 
Do they have like Trithugula or what? Cthulhu, Cthulhu is in the very yeah. first, like you see him in a dream at the beginning of it. And then there's, it is, it's Jordan Peele is, wow. Uh, wow. is one of the producers. J.J. Abrams, I think it's J.J. Abrams. Yeah, J.J. Yeah, Abrams and Jordan Peele giving you this sort of like Southern, this sort of like racism. Southern like Gothic. Southern, Southern racism in the background of like a horror, a monster movie, like like a monster horror film. Uh, the first episode was last week. The second episode is this week. The first episode was near perfection. Near perfection. So it comes out once a week then. Yeah, it's, it's on Sunday night, HBO, like a, a premiere HBO show. Okay. All first right. episode is really good. Watch it. It starts weird. But it ends phenomenal. Like yeah. the the ending fifteen minutes, uh, twenty minutes of this uh, episode, like of the uh, the hour long show. Yeah, Mwah, perfect. Well, Lovecraft, Lovecraft, the style of Lovecraft and the stories is as as close to sci fi as horror can get without going completely sci fi. You know, like you know how like. Sci-fi tends to consume a lot of the genre it's blended with, you know, like, so when it's like a comedy in sci-fi, it's like, well, that's sci-fi. If it's, yeah. you know, this and Lovecraft kind of is as it's, I would still call it horror, but yeah. you get as much sci-fi as you can without it becoming sci-fi. Yeah. So it's definitely a monster. It's definitely a monster movie. Okay. Right. Um, or like a, like a horror monster, but it's it's super good. It was really good. Um, my suggestion is that you go check it out. I don't know if you have HBO or not, but I'm sure you can pirate from somewhere because hey. whatever you want in Japan. Don't talk about pirating uh, in, in the DC dome, bro. <laughs> they got spies oh, everywhere. <laughs> and no, just heard me. Tina uh, Turner, no, leave me alone. Did you watch uh, Umbrella Academy season two? So here's what the Buckleys are doing. The Buckleys are watching. Uh, we're letting Renner watch. Um, Stranger Things, and we are halfway through season three. Okay. Once we finish that, Renner, and we're going to watch Umbrella Academy with Renner. I've never watched, I only watched the first episode of the first season. Okay. Uh, so we're going to watch both seasons with Renner. Okay. Because he's at that, he's at that prime sort of nine, 10 year old age where like he can watch stuff that sure. other parents might not let him watch. Sure, but, sure, sure. You know, no, I he, think 10 years old Stranger Things is fine. He really, he really dug. He was, he really liked Stranger Things. So um, we've heard that that uh, Umbrella Academy is no worse than that. So yeah, I mean, if the kids in Stranger Things can say the things and they're his age, then he can watch them. Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah, we have a rule: you just can't talk like that, Renner. You're like Hollywood parents. We are terrible parents. We really <laughs> are. Renner, Renner watched Jurassic Park when he was like three years old, though three and four. So I don't. Like that's kind of scary though for that opening scene yeah. in Jurassic Park one that oh my god what about the the kitchen scene with the Raptors that's terrifying when I was like eight well Travis you're a baby I'm a baby <laughs> uh, so I think I think that's what we've got on the docket for today right Travis that's it did man we, the docket is all you saw my whiteboard, my whiteboard here <laughs> yeah did we miss anything in the dome we're all domed out we're all domed I think, out I think we've been domed. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we want to, we want folks, we want to thank you for tuning in uh, and and listening to the program, our radio show, our 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 Audible original series that we're working on here. Oh, if only, um, 
we want to thank you. Uh, we are going, uh, we've been picked up. We're going to be uh, a Spotify exclusive pot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're roguing uh, it. <laughs> um, we, we, you know, thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our episodes wherever you get your podcast. But if you want to see the show notes and dive deep into an archive a little easier than you can on Spotify or iTunes, you can go to the website, comicexposure.com. You can also find our link to our Amazon store to get yourself some sweet comic exposure uh, t-shirts help us keep the lights on in the dome uh, and do all that good stuff. Um, you know, I want you to make Travis have to pay taxes on this stuff. Yes. So if you yeah. could like, that's really, if you could just help us cover the cost of the podcast, that yeah. would, that would, the domain, if, that would if be one that. shirt is sold a year, I have to pay taxes. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think, I think that's it. You know, tell your mom about the show, tell your, your grandparents to tune in. Uh, Travis, anything you want to say before we go? What's coming up? What what books we got coming up on the show? So uh, next week we have uh, our next episode is going to be that um, Savage Town uh, that because this will uh, this comes out right oh, after yeah, yeah, Adventure yeah. Zone, and so yeah. then it'll be Savage Town. Uh, I've Adventure got, Zone, Savage Town. Uh, I've got I've I've read uh, Judge Dread America, and I've read uh, Alias. So I'm just we're waiting for uh, yeah, those, someone those, those, over here to read them. Next two books on the program will be either uh, Judge Dread America or Alias, and then we've also got Pulp and, yeah. and Pulp coming up. We're gonna uh, we gotta sandwich in a spooky book for October because October will be here yeah. episode wise before we know it. Yeah, and so we're doing a spooky book. I think we're gonna do uh, a basket full of heads, uh, Joe Hill for for our spooky book this year. So, you know, grab those books, digital or otherwise. Uh, support your local shop if you can. They need the cash. Uh, so I think that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Travis and I want to say thanks, and uh, we'll see you next trade.